Welcome to Nutrition Lifestyles, Kim Wisner. Hello, thank you for having me. Yes, we are excited. And so that there's no confusion during this podcast episode, I will be referred to as Kim Rose and Kim Wisner will be referred to as Kim. So this is going to be a conversation today. So we want to make this like the three of us are a dietitian. Our dietitians, we're nutrition experts, and we want to have a conversation here. So we're going to start this off and I'm going to throw in the first question here. How do you guys think that social media has impacted health outcomes? I I feel like for me, we didn't really see food as much in social media outside of the regular media and the news before really the Instagram hit. And that's just how I remember it. Mm -hmm. And even then it was more just people posting what they're eating or um, their exercises. And then I would say over the past six years, you saw that four to six years, you see that boom in um, foodie accounts and then, oh, you know, okay, those, these foodie accounts are growing. Then there's this opportunity for health experts to come on and dietitians, doctors, Um, even the overnight experts, things like that, Mm -hmm. really showing their faces more in the past, I would say four to six years. And I actually did some reading and um, read about this study from Aston University, and they found that people ate a fifth of a portion, which is very small, obviously, of fruits and vegetables for every portion they thought their social media peers ate. How I interpreted that being they're influenced by what their peers are in social media are showing them. So if someone was posting a lot of fruits and vegetables, whole grains, they would eat more of fruits and vegetables. If they were posting more of desserts or indulgent type of foods, they would be more okay with eating that. And it almost shows that not herd mentality, but that, oh, they're doing it. It's okay. Or they're doing this. Maybe I should look at what I'm eating and and Mm -hmm. address that as well. So I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, I agree with you there, Kim. I think, you know, especially since the use of hashtags has become popular, I know Mm -hmm. that, you know, food porn is a popular hashtag. And because food porn is a popular hashtag, it's like you have two extremes. You have the extreme of people indulging in either caloric dense foods. Sometimes it can be nutrient density. And then you have the other extreme that people are just going ham and wanting to get like these 12 pack unrealistic abs. So I'm realizing like the whole entire overall health outcome has displaced dietitians because, you know, we're the food and nutrition experts, but then you have these quote unquote health coaches and health gurus and um, people that drank the skinny tea and all of a sudden, you know, they lost their belly fat. So I feel that, you know, health outcomes People are looking at it through rose-colored glasses instead of what it actually should be. Um, Things such as eating disorders are developing because we see these Photoshop pictures Mm -hmm. and things like um, just unrealistic. People have an unrealistic ideal of health. So I know for me, a lot of times when people find me on social media, they say, oh, you know what? Can you make me a meal plan to lose weight? And I'm just like, well. (laughs) (laughs) meal plan like that is only a very small fraction of the story i mean i I agree with you guys years ago prior to social media people used to get their information from the five o'clock news or whatever news entity was playing on tv 
And now social media gives you all day access where people are getting information left and right from, like Kim said, the overnight expert, the person who's calling themselves a health guru when they have no educational background in anything health related. And then you have us dietitians who are trying to like fight through that to show people that, hey, hey, look at us. We are the nutrition experts and we know what we're saying here. Listen to us and don't listen to them. And it's kind of hard to do. And again, you know, I've said this before in the past. I'm not saying that dietitians are the only nutrition experts because we have people who have PhDs in nutrition here that I do feel are knowledgeable and are experts in their own right. But then aside from them, you have everyone else who we're trying to fight through and show them that, um, you know, come to us for information or listen to us. And like Kim Rose said, you know, You have clients coming and saying, hey, you know, I want to lose 10 pounds in a certain amount of time. Can you make this happen? And they're not thinking about, you know, well, they're comparing themselves to what they saw on social media. Right. Not thinking about the other person's financial capabilities that they probably have a chef cooking for them all day long. Or, and you know, they have the, you know, they don't have as many stressors as this person who's coming to you, the client who's trying to lose a certain amount of weight in a certain amount of time, um, who doesn't, who doesn't have the financial capabilities that the other person has. And it's still doable. Yes, we can help you to lose weight and live a healthier lifestyle, whatever your goal is. But the time frame that you think that's going to happen based on whomever on social media told you is not correct. It's most likely incorrect. And that's the, one of the things like, I feel like social media, there's pros and there's cons to social media, as we all know. And us as dietitians, we see a lot of the con of it when it comes to us providing nutritional information and putting it out there. Okay, so uh, just to go back to what um, was said before, talking about trends in social media, we can have come full circle almost when it comes to either a dietitian, a health expert, um, or a personal trainer who is now posting these Instagram versus reality posts. And I find Mm -hmm. those really interesting too, where you see the girl, you know, one picture is like her standing straight up where it looks like she's got six pack abs and then you swipe Mm -hmm. and it's her leaning over and showing what her real body looks like, Mm -hmm. not posed or not taking a photo. And I think that's really interesting how I think everyone's starting to realize the effect of social media. And the other thing I wanted to touch on Joanne that you were talking about is being in the middle and trying to claw through all that information. Mm-hmm. And it is hard to get a good message across on social media because Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, they're all apps based on trends, big eye-catching content. And so most of the dietitians are middle of the road mm-hmm. and science-based and wanting to give accurate information. And when it comes to nutrition interventions, people don't find that interesting. Mm-hmm. It's not It's not that big and there's nothing wrong if someone's a vegan, if someone's gluten-free, if someone's dairy-free, anything like that. But slow and steady doesn't win the race when it comes to social media. Right. The sustainable, the more restrictive or exclusive a diet or the content is, the better it will perform. So you have people creating these vegan, gluten-free, organic, raw, or the opposite end, these heavy, cheap-based meals, mm-hmm. um, high caloric density, low, low nutrition value, and those all get a ton of engagement because there's the fantasy aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And so you see all these accounts getting so big and those messages going so big because they are extremes and they are appealing and they market them well. 
but then you have the post on moderation mm-hmm. or meeting people where they are and they don't perform well. So I've even noticed with my small following, if I post, cause I am a proponent of eating, you know, everything can fit. But if I post mm-hmm. a cheesy lasagna versus mm-hmm. a vegan smoothie bowl, mm-hmm. people are always going to engage, going to engage more with that vegan or that cheesy lasagna, sorry, not the vegan smoothie. <laughs> They're always going to engage more with that cheesy lasagna picture. So yeah. are you telling me for, you know, like a clinical dietitian, of course, you know, the science is boring. People want to see um, the non-science to it. So in order for me to promote my, cause I am vegan, my vegan smoothie bowl, I'm going to have to like thirst trap. I'm gonna have to be in my, my underwear and my, and my bra, because honestly that, that it happens. It happens. Most likely. It happens in the dietetics community. I told Joanne mm-hmm. one time, I'm like, Joanne, this was when, before her cruise got canceled because of the right. coronavirus. Right. I'm like, when you go right. on that cruise, you better pull some thirst trapping videos and not videos, yeah. but photos. And then okay. in the caption, put something scientifically based there because the picture is going to draw people in. And I'm definitely. Yeah. And if. You guys are listening to this, and if you're offended, now is the time to stop listening because it's about to get real. So. <laughs> no, she's so right. I remember Kim telling me this, and I, I, um, Kim Rose, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna see because I've noticed that trend. Um, if I, you know, I think I've been on social on Instagram. Shoot, it has to be like five years now, maybe. If you know, in the beginning. I was posting a lot of like food pictures and what I was eating, what I was cooking, how I was making things of healthier version of whatever I love and how I cook just regular old, you know, whatever food at my house that that is not um, altered. And, um, you know, I was, you know, you'd get likes and whatnot. And then, you know, algorithms change and you have to you have to, you know, come up with the algorithm so that you can get more likes and the more likes you get the more that whatever you've posted is going to be pushed towards everybody else's timeline. So for that to happen, for you to get those likes, I realized in the last few years that the more I show my face, the more that that's happening. And if I show something where I'm looking more lifestyle than, you know, just the food, people are more engaged. They're more um, likely to like it for it to be pushed through so that other people can see it. And and that's what I'm finding you know, we compete a lot with that, <clears throat> excuse me, as dietitians and as health experts, like, should we be more lifestyle or should we be presenting ourselves professionally as the expert? And I've, I've kind of moved towards that. I've kind of moved towards like, okay, I feel like with social media, people want to see the real you. And that's what I'm going to give you guys, the real me. Sometimes I don't have any makeup on, especially now with coronavirus. I rarely, I don't have any makeup on. And, you know, I'm showing you guys the real Joanne, Joanne with her kids, mm-hmm. you know, at home, sometimes Joanne dressed up and dolled up, um, cooking and whatnot. So, I mean, this is what people want to see. And, you know, social media is a form of entertainment and has, we've all known throughout the years with entertainment, you give the people what they want. That is true. That is true. Yeah. So one thing I wanted to ask you ladies is... Has social media impacted the way that you provide therapy or counseling to anyone that you've seen? Any clients? Oh, yes, definitely. Kim, I'm going to let you answer that first. Okay. So I haven't been counseling in a little over a year now. However, social media still existed when I was doing um, my outpatient and inpatient work. 
Um, I do remember though, a lot of people coming in and no shade, but coming in and saying, I heard Dr. Oz say, or I read a blog post that said, and as an expert in our field, it's very hard to convince people of the science if it doesn't sound extreme or if it doesn't sound like the first impression of what they've heard. Mm. And especially if it's from someone who's a doctor, Right. People tend to say, oh, well, my doctor said this, or I heard this. And for example, right now, I'm just going to throw this out there, but intermittent fasting, it can work for people. Mm-hmm. It may not work for others, but when it comes to a diabetic patient, maybe mm-hmm. seeing your dietitian, your certified diabetes educator, Kim Rose, Boop-boop. then yeah, <laughs> then speaking to someone who's qualified about that, not necessarily just someone who has read a few books on it, then it might give them a better outcome. It might give them a better standing, but some people don't come open arms. They, they almost come with you to ask you the question and want you to just say, yeah, let's run with that instead mm-hmm. of hearing the science-based or evidence-based answer. Mm-hmm. I agree. Right. I mean, I agree with that. It used to be people would get referred to us prior to social media and it would be their doctors. So whatever information they may have about their condition or whatever their goal, the goal is that they're trying to attain, it would be coming from another medical professional, their physician. And then so now people are coming to you um, and bringing things to you coming from social media, coming from Google, you know, and trying to reach these goals that in a time in a time frame that is really unrealistic or trying to reach goals that are unrealistic. I'm not opposed to a lot of these, um, like the intermittent fasting and keto. There's a place for these things that a medical professional would know how to use them. It's the fact that we, you know, have now, and when I say we, I should not say we, because I should say it's the fact that others have now tried to capitalize so much. So on those, um, types of diets that they, don't care about how it's going to affect the lay person who's just reading this and is who is diabetic, has out of control blood glucose and is like, okay, I'm going to fast and not eat for 12, 16 hours. Yeah, I agree. And I'm realizing as well, when these, you know, every year, every January, I always look, you know, what's going to be the projected health and wellness trends, because I'm finding Mm -hmm. That's when, you know, clients want to contact me and say, hey, I'm on the keto diet. I'm not losing weight. What's going on? And I have to politely decline if they are not willing to come off of that keto diet because I don't do that's not my specialty. I don't believe in uh, short term success. I believe in long term success. So I'm realizing like people nowadays, even like my, my mom who's in her 60s, like she's on social media more than I am. And she is. And I'm having to like dispel myths. You know, it does, it has impacted the way that I provide therapy. I'm realizing that I kind of have to be a bit more, and I don't want to say this word, but I don't have a proper synonym or another synonym, a bit more aggressive as a dietitian to be like, no, this is not evidence-based and here's the science behind it. And here's why I'm not going to see you because it's, it's not going to get you to your goals and I'm going to be wasting your time. You're going to be wasting my time. Right. Putting out fires left and right, kind of. Yeah. And that's why I like to do what I call, and what most of us call discovery calls, just to see, are we even a good fit? Can I even help you? Because if you're not going to listen to me, 
and I, you know, what I'm telling you to do, you're just going to be paying me your money. I mean, I could take it and just keep getting paid, but then that's kind of a waste of my time because I do like challenges. I, I don't want to be bored in what I'm doing. I like challenges and I like the challenge to be a real challenge. Not, we're not seeing any change in the goals that we're trying to reach because of the fact that you are not even following anything that I told you to do when you go home. Right. And the next thing you know, you get the bad review. And then right. Right. <laughs> or, or they didn't want to do X, Y, and Z. Right. Exactly. So listen, so what do you guys think in regards to experts as us, how we put the, our messages out there? Do you think we need to take into consideration how we speak and how we post when we are using social media? And I'm going to add at the end of that, especially now. So I want us to answer this question, like in general, like prior to Corona, like pre-Corona, like pre-BC <laughs> BC and after pre-Corona and after Corona. Now that Corona is here, do you guys think it's even more important how we put messages out there? I think it is. I think it very much so is. Um, I may be stoned by the dietetics community for saying this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, y'all pray for me because I'm going to say it. Ooh, I'm nervous. So intuitive eating, intuitive eating, right? The social media message. And I remember a couple episodes we had Ayana and Ayana was even saying she was intuitive eating expert. And she was mm-hmm. saying that social media doesn't do justice for mm-hmm. intuitive eating because, you know, the messages that are on social media, and I'm specifically speaking about Instagram, I'm not really on Facebook, but it says, you know, you can have a cookie, you can have six cookies, you, and then after that, you can go have your pumpkin pie, and then you can go have your mm-hmm. latte and all these calorie-dense foods, right? right? But it's not showing the other aspect of things where some of the nutrition experts that are promoting intuitive eating are not showing the nutrient dense aspect of it as well. So Mm -hmm. this creates problems. It creates problems for communities of color. Um, We know that obesity is a risk factor for the coronavirus and Mm -hmm. just consuming calorie dense foods without showing the other aspect of intuitive eating um, creates problems. For me, one of the big things when it comes to social media and Instagram and a healthcare professional or someone who is trying to give health information publicly, I think one of the biggest missteps is Instagram, Twitter, um, TikTok, all of these social media apps should be the inception Mm. of the education. Mm. It shouldn't be the end all. It should be the hook Mm -hmm. to where people come and come to the expert and get more information, more accurate information and expand upon it because one size doesn't fit. Like you said, with the COVID-19 crisis, obesity, diabetes, hypertension, all these comorbidities Mm -hmm. can play a role with your immune system. Yeah. And I think with the mindful eating piece of it, what we forget, like you said, is posting. It's not just about, like you said, you can have your cookie and then your donut and your pumpkin pie and whatever else you want. The idea behind it should be if you're craving a cookie, mm-hmm. have that one cookie and eat it mindfully and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And the idea would be to prevent someone from saying, well, I'm not going to have that now. I'm going to restrict myself. I'm going to restrict myself. 
waiting till the weekend and binging on a box of cookies. And that piece of information seems to be what's not coming across is Mm -hmm. using it as a tool in overall health to make the, I don't want to say right decision, but to make the more nutritionally sound decision, if you will. And I'm not one to tell people to restrict because I'm going to have my brownies. (laughs) So I'm, I'm Italian and I'm Jewish. We have good food. I'm not going to sit here and tell people to cut out certain foods that they love, but how can we invite those foods in, enjoy them, and also add more nutritionally dense foods into our diet to complement that? And I think that's not coming across on Instagram. I definitely agree with you. That's exactly what I was thinking, that it's, it's great. Like you're using a hook. You, you need to use a hook and it needs to be entertaining. It needs to be interesting. It can't be science, science only, or it's not going to draw people. But you also have to remember that once you put that message out there, there are a lot of people who are just going to read that and they're never going to contact you or any other health expert to find, to, to get the follow through on that. So that message that they see is the only thing that they're going to see. And they're going to be like, okay, I can go and have myself a donut for breakfast you know, a couple of cookies for breakfast and, you know, keep it moving every day, you know, so they don't get the follow through of, yes, you can eat brownies and cakes and cookies and donuts and whatnot. Like we've always said, you got to do this moderately. And you're doing this so that you don't go ham on the weekends on these so-called cheat days that people love to have and, you know, go crazy on the food that you're eating. And, you know, I think about myself, how when I post, and I, we've talked about this often enough, Kim Rose, um, in regards to how I always say just because it's not in the evidence doesn't mean it's not exists. If it's not been studied, we don't know if it's, you know, if it's got, if it's been proven or not um, in, in regards to the literature. But being Haitian American, there's a lot of things that we do in Haiti that, you know, they use as medicinal um, for different ailments that people have. And I'll post about that. And I always make sure to, or I try to make sure to say that, you know, this is something that I've, you know, we do in my country and this is what I was raised on. So people can understand that I'm not telling you that this is something that has been proven in American literature or um, some randomized double-blinded control trial, but you know, there, there are a lot of medicinal things that I'm, I I grew upon and I'm going to continue to use them because it's been proven with time, just not been studied. Mm -hmm. And I think the follow through is what we got to make sure that we have is to make sure that people understand what we're saying. Cause I mean, we have a limited amount of time, um, space to write, um, when we make a post and no one wants to go on there and read a whole book. Once they see that, they get the dot, dot, dot. (laughs) That's it. That's it. Right. Exactly. So you got to find a way to make, you know, to say what you want to say, to hook them, but then still make sure that you're responsible enough not to leave anything that would make somebody think that they could just, I don't know, go crazy with it. That's true. I agree with that. Because, you know, nowadays everyone has access. Well, not everyone, but... I would say a large portion of people, it doesn't matter their socioeconomic status, it doesn't matter their race, but they do have access to um, their phones, their the internet, a lot of people have smartphones nowadays. So I know that 
Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and all these other social media platforms are being utilized. But my question is like, what changes can we as experts make to help the layperson decipher the fact from the fiction? You know, the funny thing is we do have to conform, right? Because if we want to hook them, like Kim said, we can't just be sciencey and boring. So we got to be thirst. To conf- we got to be thirst trapping, Joanne. I don't know if we got a thirst trap though, but we got to conform somewhat to be interesting for because they somebody they see a picture, the picture has to draw them in before they even want to read whatever it is you have below. So you have to draw them in and then um, find a way to keep them there and keep them coming back. And you know we've. We'll say this, and I know I've said this, um, you know, we're the nutrition experts, you know, I think I have, no, I don't think I have that. No, I do have that on my bio on, on Instagram, like nutrition expert, but to any person out there, they probably just think I'm just saying I'm the nutrition expert. They don't understand that I'm trying to say that I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist and we are the nutrition experts, <laughs> but you know, it's kind of hard to, unless the person's coming to me one-on-one it maybe it's prob it's easier to break down whatever information that they have acquired from the internet than to do it over a post. It's it's I don't know. What do you think, Kim? It's so hard because, like you said, it doesn't maybe it doesn't have to be like that thirst trap picture, but something sticky, right? Like mm-hmm. something something sticky, something sweet, like honey, something that's like, hey, stop scrolling, mm-hmm. but also have it be maybe. I have noticed, like you said, Joanne, that when it's a picture of yourself, it does matter. Mm, right. People want to see your face. It so does. part of me, part of me is like, cause my Instagram and my blog is a lot of recipes and part of me is like, okay, so maybe instead of posting my deconstructed stuffed peppers and meatballs mm. or whatever it may be, should I post a picture of me holding it? Right. Like, is that going to have people stop scrolling so they can then see the person right and then oh it's a person and it's about food Mm. maybe they'll get to the first two the first two words of the post Mm -hmm. maybe if I put those in caps I think Libby Libby Rothschild did this really well where she would do question something that would get you like oh okay so if I engage it's going to be a question to answer that kind of thing or opinion or comment below something that stops people and it's like oh I, I have an opinion on this Right. I can weigh in. And I think that's the key is getting people to weigh in on something Hmm. as well. You know, I also, you know, just listening to what you guys are saying, you know, showing pictures of yourselves. I also (laughs) think people are just nosy in general. So they want to know like, okay, yeah, who is Kim? Who is Kim Rose? Who is Joanne? So they're like, oh, wow, Kim is Jewish Italian? Like, well, I didn't know that. She lives in California. Oh, she's married. She's a dietitian. Joanne is a mom of four boys. She's Haitian. You know, Kim is, I'm all over the place. (laughs) I'm all over. So I think, you know, when we put things like that in our caption, in our pictures, you know, showing ourselves, you know, I have some on my Instagram going goofy, even on my YouTube channel, I'm always like putting, like interjecting something personal that's going on in my life it doesn't have to be serious but I'm just finding like people are just nosy in general so the more that you share about yourself the more that people 
would want to follow you and see what you are saying to be more personalized. I think that that's the word I'm trying to say. I agree. I do think there's that balance between, for me, I know I get a little, I don't mind pictures of me because like I, you know, the camera on me doesn't bother me, but sometimes when I get really personal, I'm like, okay, who's going to say what? Like if Mm -hmm. I put it out there and I say I'm Jewish, who's going to comment? Who's going to turn away? Right. Versus saying, oh, reaching someone who identifies with that, right? Like mm-hmm. when I come across an account, I'm like, oh, cool. I'm going to hear what they have to say. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I, I I got you. Like, I get it. But I do run into that of how much do you put out there? How much do you? Yeah, let, let the general public from know. your message, right? Is it going to scare people away? Is it going to be like, I don't really, right. I don't really want to go to your profile now. So I feel like there's that balance of what, what do we put out there about ourselves? But I do agree that like more, more information that you give about yourself, whether it is because you're not you, whether it is because people are nosy and they want to stop and see, or it's just, they see a face and that's a connection to them, especially Mm -hmm. right now with what's going on. Right. Um, right. That might help people stop seeing a face, seeing someone. I'm with you, Kim. I'm always in my head when I'm posting and Kim Rose is always like, just, just do it. Just do it. Like Nike, just, just do, do it. it. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. Should I? Cause I think my whole thing with that is you're not going to attract everyone. You're going to attract people that look like you. Let's be honest. People yeah. that look like you are attracted to you. People right. that can identify with you are attracted to you. So I mean, right. like initially for me, Because, you know, YouTube is my preferred platform. I would say Facebook is Joanne's preferred platform. And Kim, what is your your preferred platform? I would say right now it's Instagram. Instagram. I do have my blog, but I I try and use Instagram to link to my blog. Right. Yeah, I think Instagram is my preferred platform for, like, posting stuff up for my business. Ah, gotcha. Facebook is the platform I go on. Because you can be more chatty and like, you know, basically you tap in with your friends and stuff, people we went to college with. That's the platform I'm on more to read. And Instagram is the platform I'm on there to post more stuff on. Gotcha. It is interesting how you can share the same content across different, let's say I had a recipe for um, for an omelet. I'm throwing that out there. I, I don't. <laughs> And I were to post it on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. It's just interesting how Facebook, it's easy to share the recipe straight from my website. Mm-hmm. Instagram, it's easy to share like that juicy photo of it. Right. And TikTok, you can show the video, like a quick 15 to 60 second video of how that omelet is being made. And so the engagement is so different across all three. So it's like, how do you use all three to funnel the same message very differently? Right, right. I see what you're saying. Definitely. This was a good conversation, y'all. You know, I think we needed to have it. And we wanted to have a conversation about social media. Kim and I, Kim Rose and I did. And we brought Kim with on because we didn't want y'all to think that Kim Rose and I are the only crazies that is always thinking a certain way. <laughs> Right. Like what we're saying. Yeah. So we wanted people to hear another perspective. Um, and it could have been different from ours. It just so happened that we, you know, you kind of think like us, which is cool. 
Um, so I'm hoping that everyone understood what we were saying and didn't feel like we were attacking anyone or whatever. Um, but for me, and I'm sure Kim Rose and Kim have the same um, thinking, if you guys have any tips and whatnot that you guys feel like us as health experts can come across better to be able to, you know, provide the information like in a manner that you guys will receive it more, let us know, leave it on our page, send us, you know, some DMs or whatnot, and let us know what you guys think. And Kim, thank you for being on a show. We were so happy to have you and hopefully you'll come back again. Oh, and also tell the audience where they can find you on social media. Yes. yes. Um, across all different social media platforms, I am follow your plate. So at follow your plate and I'm on, I just started a TikTok. So let's see how that goes. <laughs> um, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I don't tweet at all, but go ahead and follow me. Please. All right, everyone. Hope you enjoyed this. Bye-bye.